WNT9 Talk Radio. Today we have a very powerful, humble brother, Brother Mario Jessup uh, of the Sabian Nation. He is um, one of the main hitters in Dr. Malachi Z. York's uh, case, one of his legal assistants. And um, before we bring him in, I wanted to play a clip of Dr. Malakazi York and see if you all could get what I got from this. And then I want to talk to the good brother Mario about it. So let's let's go ahead and listen in right quick. We get hung, castrated, tarred with feathers. We get no justice. We get no fair treatment. We don't get equal opportunity. And if one of us, maybe a Dr. Martin Luther King is born, a great man with a great purpose, and they analyze him the way they analyze a lab rat from what he is doing to what he is capable of doing in a projected place, that's how they work, you see. You work from day to day because that's all the money you make. But they work with plans and investments and in stock, and they got things planned for the future. So they looked at the future of where Dr. Martin Luther King would be and what he would be doing, not what he was doing. You follow that? And when he made a million people walk to Washington, I'm not talking about Farrakhan. Farrakhan flew in. He didn't walk with, Doc, like Dr. Martin Luther King, he walked with his people of Ebenezer Baptist Church. They walked there, wore out 10 bare shoes. But they was building up a divine momentum of energy. There was a drive, like back in Africa, when they, when they played the drums, or the Pentecostal church when they banged the tamarind. All the reverends start to singing and the gospel starts to moving, the feet start to snapping, hands start to clapping, and the spirit starts to move through that church. That's a living power that's in you from God. The day want suppressed because it's a dangerous power. It's a avenging spirit. It's a powerful. Nine living spirits move through you. You understand? And they feared, they saw Dr. Martin Luther King was not just a preacher, he was also a teacher because he was saying things that were eternal in statement. Judge a man by the content of his character and not the color of his skin. That kind of statement can end up a biblical statement if we ain't careful. That's as good as what Jesus almost said. And if it works for human beings and makes them better, that man is dangerous. What would Dr. Martin Luther King be doing right now? How much would he have gotten done for us by now? If they, I'm not talking about Malcolm X. Malcolm X was talking about Pan-Africa, separating blacks from whites, going different directions. Or no, you know, he was talking another thing, which would have started a race war. But Dr. Martin Luther King had another strategy. Right? What would he be doing now for us as a people? How far would we have gotten with that kind of leadership? He would have made a president. That's that's real powerful. And um, 
We got Brother Mario on the line with us. Brother, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, were you able to hear that clip? No, I wasn't able to hear it. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Um, wow. Very, very, very powerful clip. I don't know why you weren't wasn't able to hear. Um, I'm sure it's something technical on my side. The master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York, was was uh doing a class on Tamaray and I'll try to explain it the best that I can, but um he 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 was expressing that uh in reference to Dr. uh Martin Luther King, you know, all the great works that he was doing, that those who opposed him, those who attacked him was looking past what he was doing and looking at where he would be in the future with, you know, his level of intensity and compassion for what he felt for his people. And, um, I found it, you know, very relevant to, and no coincidence that in regards to Dr. Malachi Z. York having a, um, and to my knowledge, you know, um, with the information that was provided to me that, there was an actual uh, hearing on Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, which was, you know, it's a national holiday and everybody pretty much knows that, you know, the court is supposed to be closed in observation of that. And so I don't know if you, do you, is there anything that you can elaborate on in regards to that? Well, two things. Um, It is a national holiday, but a chief judge can determine that they're going to have that scheduled day set and most people that don't have access to the transcripts to hear what actually was said in the court the judge did ask the attorney Andrew uh, Adrian Patrick that that day was going to be set and if it was okay and I don't know if Adrian didn't know it was actually Martin Luther King Day because they just mentioned that day the date and for court. And so because it wasn't contested, that day was held on court. Now, for the judge to actually have or want to have court open on that day, knowing it's a national holiday, for uh, uh, Martin Luther King, it, it did show a sense of urgency. So what took place with them looking at the um, statute of limitations also running out, they wanted to rush this along before people really was able to get involved. Keep in mind, only three months prior that Dr. York was able to actually retain an attorney of his choosing. Adrian Patrick just came on the case three months prior, almost a month and a half, of coming on to the case preparing for trial. When this case has been, Dr. York was kidnapped or arrested in, in 2002. It's the end of 2003, May 8th, 2002. And now it's the end of 2003 in December, Dr. York just retains this attorney. And then they move forward come in January. So they almost a month and a half to prepare for a very massive, large, detailed case. So the rushing with, an, with a new attorney who didn't have time to prepare, they wanted to keep this going because the whole in, intentions was to steal the land, 
stop the progress of another community, another group of individuals seeking their freedom because they wanted to move this along and shut down the progress of a, of a, of a black organization, as they want to call us, that it was so powerful and detrimental for what we was doing and for what they wanted to do. And what they did was chumped up charges, got people to conspire to lie against Dr. York and to move this along throughout the court system. They moved it from Middle Eastern, uh, Middle District, Georgia to Bush, Bushwick. Bushwick, Georgia is actually where uh, the judge is from. And they went on with their agenda. And that agenda was put this man in jail, put the idea in the minds of the people that won't, so they will not listen to him and say, well, he done these heinous crimes and these terrible acts and, you know, put this child molestation and rape idea out in the public for people to see. And that's all it takes because they had programmed us for so many years with the media and rumors that that's all it takes, regardless of people dealing with the facts and knowing the truth. So that was one of the reasons the judge was, you know, pushing us along. He didn't want to take no time, no days off of anything. He wanted this to be complete before the, the world found out. Because right. when they did arrest him, when they first arrested him, of course it made world news. It was on CNN. It was, on, it was all over the place. Then as time went on, you didn't hear anything else about it. Worldly. They right. kept it locally, but you didn't hear anything about it. And this, this would have been the biggest case, according to Georgia history, that's ever been tried in the state of Georgia, dealing with RICO, a so-called cult, um, 208 counts that, that totally mimic a movie. And so they thought they would be able to just sweep this little group of, of people under the rug that nobody really knew anything about. And it wasn't a worldly um, organization. We're all over the place. We're all over the world. Right. So. When that attention and people were showing up at the court and they had to have military and helicopters and they had to rush that along, they feared if this turned into a media bliss and, and, and the world started to find out, then people would have been asking more questions. Why is the court closed? Where is the evidence? What happened to the state case? Why was it dead docketed? So there's so many aspects, you know, in this and it's because of who Dr. Malachi Z. York is, who we refer to as Baba Yanel. That fear of is he this one that they've all been looking for, that the CIA had a term called in search of the black messiah. Is he that one? Is he the one that will come, that will resurrect the mentally dead back to life, that will find the lost and bring them back home? Give them back their name, their language, their identity, which, which, which will mean you would no longer be a slave or a servant unto them. And that was the greatest fear because the doctrine of Baba Yanun liberates you mentally. And because you know the truth and you know information, you, know, you no longer believe or accept a form of ignorance because the belief is ignorant. You are knowing the fact that you don't know. 
And in doing so, they saw that that movement alone, that teaching would dismantle the slave that they made for the last 400 years. Now, let me ask you, in, in regards to the, uh, was this a public case? When you mean a public case, you're referring to the court or? Yeah, when, 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 if, uh, what was the court public? Was it open for anybody to come in and? No, the court was closed, but they were able to um, observe the case on circuit TV in, in another in another courtroom. So no one was allowed to actually be in the court other than the defendants and the plaintiffs, the judge and the jury. So, is, is that like normal practice? Was, uh, well, normal practice is the judge pretty much can determine whatever they want for their courtroom because it is their court. So um, it's not normal in the sense that the reason that was given was because it was children involved in this case. But there was no children involved in this case. Everybody was adults that was in the case, that was testifying, that was supposedly been um, transported across state lines. Because keep in mind, this is now a federal case. The only case that was tried and, and, and made known was the federal case. The state case, because the state lost the case, they dead docketed, came in with a superseding indictment and now brought federal charges of RICO, racketeering, um, the Man Act, structuring money, and um, I, I think another charge of dealing with um, RICO. The, uh, saying as an organization, it was an enterprise being used for criminal activity. Because they lost that case, they dead docketed, sent him to for a mental evaluation to New York to determine if he could stand trial. Because they was trying to accept um, the court was trying to accept a plea bargain. They, after torturing Dr. York, and then getting him to accept a plea. They videotaped it, the court, and put it out, showing that he was accepting a plea. And that's all, again, they wanted to use smear tactics because they had lost the case. So they knew the trial case in the media is another form of establishing guilt without any facts because people will believe what they see. Right. And they'll say, well, see, we've seen a video, this man said he done these things, so he must be guilty. The simple response to that is, you don't go to court if you took a guilty plea. You don't have a trial. So there was a trial because that's all the court wanted was to put that information out. So now you have the jurors that's going to be tainted with, oh, well, he pled guilty, so he must be guilty. So this is going to make our job easy. So he, he could not get a fair trial with that information already being spread and being stated about him. Now, how can you get a fair trial in the state of Georgia when you have people that, that seen this video? And why would the court put out a video like that? Who recorded it? Who, can, who has the authority to allow someone to record it up close in person like that. Right. 
and then Sherry, the judge, and he's the court. So when you look at all the misconduct that, that was done just to put an innocent man away, steal the land from an Indian tribe, which they had no jurisdiction over to begin with. And when Dr. York stood up in court and told the judge that, that's when the judge said, okay, we need a mental evaluation. The, his attorney did not reject or protect his client, agreed to the mental evaluation, and that's when they sent him from Georgia to New York, which is coincidentally, that's when New York had that blackout back in 2003. Right. So just for the evaluation to come back and say, well, his Native American or his Indian status is not questioned. He, he's, he's an Indian. He is who he is, and he's, and he's mentally capable to stand trial. He's competent. Right. And as soon as they did that, instead of them coming back addressing it, the judge recused himself, and a new judge was assigned to the case. Yeah, so once after that mental evaluation and the judge recused himself and replaced the judge, they moved along with their agenda to, you know, lock up and steal the land, 476 acres of land from an Indian tribe and, and put in jail an Indian chief, which they know they had no jurisdiction of. This is why they also had to go by the name of Dwight D. York, which there is no Dwight D. York. So they put him under a misnomer. So you have even a harder challenge to reclaim him because of the fact that all your documents are in his legal name and they have him under a name that doesn't exist. So how can you, how can you free Malachi Z. York, who's born in Ghana, who was a Liberian diplomat and a council general of Liberia since 1999? How do you go in with the paperwork and the documents to say, we want Malachi Z. York? We don't have no Malachi Z. York. Wow. We have a Dwight York who they say was born in Boston mm. at an address that doesn't exist with no first name. So if that birth certificate is true and it only says York, well, then who, where did Dwight come from? So what they've done, meaning the officials in Georgia, when they looked at the land and seen Malachi York's name on the deed of the land, but his son, whose name is Dwight York, was doing business or coming to meet with the officials to get building permits and things because we was building on that land, they assumed, oh, well, the white is Malachi. These two must be the same. And, you know, to them, we all look the same. But right. in appearance, you know, his eldest son does look very much like his father. So if you really don't know and maybe looking from a distance and really not paying attention, you might think that, oh, that, that looks like pop. That looks like, um, Dr. York walking right there, going there, driving by, walking in the store. So when the first time they took the land and tried to say it was a conflict of interest and they wanted him, they wanted Malachi to take the land out of his name. And in doing so, they did a quick claim and moved the land into nine, um, into a trust, into nine other owners that was now owned by, um, a religious organization, our church, that was a part of the Egyptian Church of Christ. So when that happened, the name that they wrote on the quick claim was the White York, when on the deed itself has Malachi York. And they wanted him to use that name as if it was him. 
and it wasn't. Mm. So they wrote the white New York. When the deed says, so now, how can I sell your car if it's in your name and I come and put my name on the title? Right. But these are the things that were done, and this was a year prior to them coming to kidnap. So it was actually two years. So all this was to lead up to how they was going to entrap or, or set up and conspire to send an innocent man to jail. And because we as a people like to sit back and watch or let other people take care of things and don't get involved and don't ask questions, you, as they say, the road gets pulled right up from under your feet because now you don't know. And then you get a bunch of speculation. And then, of course, um, social media is an opinionated platform. So now anybody can say anything. Newspapers can write anything. Journalists can just say anything. And people will read it, and it goes back to the belief system that they've put us under for over 6,000 years is to get you to believe. And religion teaches you to believe. The education teaches you to believe. So believe these stories, and they become history, his stories. And this is how they move forward with their agenda based on us not paying attention to the detail. They say the devil hides in the detail, or the devil's in the detail. The devil's in the detail. In order for you to know and see what the lies and the devil hides, you have to see the details. If not, you're back to being vague and vivid. Right. Vivid, you can see it. Vague, you can't. Vague is a belief. It's brief. So if I brief you on something, that means you're not getting the whole story. You're not getting every detail. I'm just giving you a brief synopsis of what that. Right. So that means I'm leaving things out. And that's what a belief is. It's, it's partial. It's incomplete. Now, when we, when we refer to Dr. Malachi Z. York, I mean, you just explained that according to, uh, um, according to the uh, prison, there is no Dr. Malik. They don't have a Dr. Malachi Z. York. So should we be referring to who we know to be Dr. Malachi Z. York as the individual who they're saying he is? So if I wanted to, oh, I'm, I'm if I wanted to, uh, let's say, write a letter to to Doctor Malachi Z. York, do I should I be referring to him as Dwight York? Yeah, you would have to because, he, because they they would say that this person is not here. Right. Even if you put his registered number on there, they could reject it. Now, here's the interesting thing: on his intake sheet, when he was arrested, they have Malachi York and they have his race listed as Indian. And this is in their document. So if you was arresting Malachi York, he had ID that had Malachi York. Where did you get the white from? What does the arrest warrant say? What does the indictment say? See, so they locked and sealed all these things so people wouldn't have access to them in order to truly fight and make an appeal for his freedom. So if you have an intake sheet that has Malachi York on it, a race Indian, how do you? have him now listed in the BOP as black under Dwight D. York. Is it true that the records was, was sealed? Yes. The court records from the state and the federal have been sealed and still to this date are sealed. Even we've put in the law of the Victorian Sorrows I used to work with as a, a legal assistant, put in a petition for the documents to be unsealed. As long as Judge S.E.C. Royals is presiding over the court or still a judge, he presides over that case, that docket, and it was denied. So until he either retires or transitions and another judge takes it, that can open it. And again, the reason was because it was children involved. 
Well, one, that was 18 years ago. There wasn't no children in the case 18 years ago. So now they're 18 years older, and the case is still sealed. But you can find documents circulating on the Internet that has the names and the list of the witnesses and of, of people that was involved. So how are you trying to protect the so-called children if you're putting their names out anyway? Because they know there wasn't no children involved. But as long as they can circulate that lie, that's all it takes is for one person to say, oh, he was messing with kids. Oh, yeah, he, had, he was a leader. That's probably true. And that's, that's all they needed. Because, again, being made as the American Negro, because <laughs> we were conditioned to think like they want us to think. And we think in a vague way. Oh, we, we shortcut. We want fast food. We want everything now. We don't want to sit down and, you know, have to go through reading. How many times do people actually read instructions on putting something together? Right. We're like, no, no, man, don't bother. Right. You know, I'm figure it out. But it's good that you have the initiative to want to do it on your own and learn. But once you finish that project, putting that model plane or boat together, and you've got a couple pieces left over, <laughs> do you take it apart and go back and say, well, let me really, I want to do it right. Right. So let me go back and start over. Right. Or you say, no, no, this, you know, put that in the box. It looks good. Turn it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Set it on this side. They can't see that I'm missing three pieces over there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've been conditioned to be like that. Dr. Malagazi York was teaching us to stop being lazy and idle and, and, and look into things, research things, ask questions. And he allowed himself to be questioned year after year for over 32 years. The only leader that you can walk up to, you wrote this book, I got a question. I heard you say this in Alexa, I have a question. No other leaders was allowing themselves to be questioned and just be present. Like, not question like you far away, you have to go through 20 other people. No, he walked right there amongst his people. And going back to what you were saying about the clip of MLK, Martin Luther King, if they seen what he done, and this one, in this day and time, right. this leader is with his people and standing and walking with them when they can touch him and speak to him. What will he be doing 10 years, 18 years from now, Right. 20 years from now? So they kidnapped him in 2002. 18 years is coming up on, coming up on 19 now, come May 8th. And where will he be? So we had 476 acres of land. 19 acres was already being developed. We had two pyramids and, and obelisks and, you know, artifacts that we built. What would they be doing now? Right. What type of uh, amusement park or theme park would they have on 476 acres of land mm. in, in the middle district of Georgia, in the heart of Georgia? And you're dealing with a person who speaks multiple languages, Arabic, Hebrew, Greek, Latin, cuneiform, reads hieroglyphics, and you're in the Bible Belt. He's a pastor, an imam, a rabbi, a shriner, a master mason. The world would have been looking and tuning in and showing up to Georgia. People would have been flocking. They already were. Every year we would have stages week celebrating Dr. York's birthday, and people from all over the world were showing up. 30,000 people showing up. This is what they saw and was afraid. This is what they didn't 
put on the news and broadcast? Who is this man that no one knows about, really? And why are people from all over the world, Jamaica, London, Trinidad, Africa, why are these people showing up in this little royal er rural area in Edenton, Georgia? What would have been today's image and example of that land right now? And with others moving in, Wesley Snipes wanted to buy acres of land across the street and other entertainers. And if you have enough acres, then that land would be could become a county, and then you would have become an independent. You would have had your own officials as a native, as an Indian tribe, or even as people seeking their independence as a citizen. Because you have a right to, to build, buy land, open businesses, engage in commerce. You have that right, even as a slave or a citizen. That they didn't even want. That was even frightening because it created the concept of unity that we all, regardless of your religious background or even your ethnicity, can come together and work together. It was people from all over, spoke different languages, different backgrounds, that because of this one man came together and built and started developing Tamaret, Egypt of the West. That, again, most people still do not know that it was pyramids built in the 90s by people, and it wasn't in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Or it I, wasn't in Tennessee. I actually Sorry, had but... I actually had the uh, opportunity to um you know witness, you know, um a lot of uh things that were going on. I seen a lot of attacks from um you know city officials uh in the 90s, um late 90s when I was down there in Eatonton um on on Tamaray myself, you know, and um it's something like if, if, if I was to just hear you explain what you explain and it, it would make me think that, Oh, that's something from the sixties, man. You know that, you know, ain't nobody coming at black folks like that no more, man. You know, it, had I not witnessed it myself, the way things are set up, it's almost as if, you know, a people who have been so suppressed and oppressed and 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 murdered and drug all through the mud still in this day and time if you present something to them this type of reality to them they're so geared towards trying to be in a happy place in a in a in a in a unreal place that they would step over their brothers and sisters that's under the gun that's under attack in efforts to try to just go and live a dream that is just unreal. You know, um, I've heard many people say things like, well, you, you, you never, you know, uh, know what could happen or it doesn't mean a thing until it happens to, to you or someone, you know, and it's a sad thing that we would live in a society or in a world where we would need something to happen to ourselves or someone who we was close with in order to care or, or even be concerned about, you know, these things that's going on. We look at uh, our politics across the globe, you know, we see, we see, especially what's going on now, you know, in, in the world, you know, we, we definitely see a lot of people are waking up, but I feel like not, not enough people are getting involved. And so 
the more we wake up, I say, let's get involved. Let's not just wake up just to be woke. You know, let's 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 wake up and get get involved. So with that, I want to ask you in regards to uh, Dr. Malachi Z. York, what do you feel? What do you think would be the best way that a people, a concerned people could do on behalf of helping free Dr. Malachi Z. York? Well, I would suggest the first thing was find out all the facts. That would be the very first thing. And that means you would have to do lots of your own research because asking someone or just even hearing what I'm saying is, is not factual. You're hearing it, but you need to have what you need to have your answer, your questions answered. And so the biggest question is why was this case closed? Mm. Why was a transcript and all the files concerning this case closed? And if you want to the, truly determine before your rights, before they come and take your rights, then most of the time, like you said, brother, until it happens to us or someone close to us, we really don't want to get involved. Right. We don't want to stand up. And that's the biggest thing. This is what we have to do. We have to stand. We have to want to want a better way of life, better condition. We just saw January, what? The 6th, 2021, right. people stormed the Capitol here. Capitol is the Capitol House. Right. Whatever what it's called, the Capitol. <laughs> protested. What were they protesting? Why were they standing up? Now, I'm not saying you need to go burn anything or riot, anything of that nature. But I'm saying it shows that if people have an interest, they'll stand up. It'll show in their actions in some form or fashion. So when are we as a people want to stand. When was the last time we actually stood for something that's truly beneficial and freedom? And going back to, like you said, MLK, they walked. The march to Washington was literally, they literally walked. Right. The march to Washington, as time went on, and the brother Farrakhan had a march to Washington where they flew in and bust in. There wasn't a march to Washington unless you was walking from your car to the arena. And that shows the level of interest and concern that they brought us down to. Now we don't march. We don't stand. We wait to how many people we've seen killed by the hands of the police to go out there and protest. And then someone starts rioting and then they put it and blame it on the protest. But what are you, what are you really marching for? You're marching saying change, but is that how you truly bring about change? And they know that there would be leaders and minds that would stand up and say, okay, well, instead of doing that, what if we done this? Instead of marching and wasting time in the street, what if we came together, put our resources together, our funds and our skills together, and we have someone who, who built and gave us 476 acres of land and said, let's start developing and have our own schools here. Mm. Let's have our own educational system, health system, a community for living, farming. Let's have that here. And let's leave them and their stuff alone. Right. We don't want to overthrow no government. Right. We was here. This is our land to begin with. We as natives, we was here. Indians were already here. They came here. We farmed to their system. And they don't like to hear that because it, it starts to show an independent mind. And they taught us a different type of selfishness. Hmm. 
think our, our selfishness is we only want to think of ourselves and do for ourselves, but not as a people, as a person, as an individual. Right. See, right selfishness is for us to want to do it. If I buy me a pair of shoes, I'm going to buy everyone else a pair. That's how selfish I am. If I buy me some land, I'm going to share it with everyone else. That's right. They took that part of our nature out. That was our natural nature. Natural nature shares with you. It doesn't charge you for the fruit and the water and the rain and the wind and the soil. Mm. So who created that idea? That's unnatural. Right. And we've been taught to be unnatural. If we think unnaturally, then we act unnatural. And then our actions are unnatural. And then you have a being that was once alive who's now dead. Because you was once a part of nature, now you're unnatural. So you've been the walking dead. The zombie shows they're talking about are the people walking around today. Because <laughs> mm. if you're mentally dead, you're dead. It just starts with mental. Mm. If you can't think for yourself and you can't live your natural nature, if you have to go to someone else and ask them for human rights, after you, after you feel and determine that you was a human, you have, you have to not be human to ask another human for human rights. That's right. And that type of mind is the mind that they want us to stay on, a contradictive, hypocritical mindset, vague, idle, and worship idol. We want spinners. We want, we want nice things. We want bling, bling. Every child is always a draw, is drawn to glitter. They don't know that a dime is less than a dollar or a hundred-dollar bill. They're going to go and want to pick up the dime as a child and play with it. They throw the paper away. So you had to be taught a concept of value. And that concept that we've been taught is unnatural. This is what Dr. Yoke was teaching. This is what's so frightening and fearing to them. Because this brings their end of their dominion, mm. of their rule, of power. I can't, I can't control you if I can't control how you think. This is why Dr. Yoke is such a threat. This is why they have him in a supermax prison underground and try to cut him off totally any communications with anyone. How mm. is a 76-hour... Think about this, man. This man been in prison for 18 years. He's been in solitary confinement for 16. In a supermax prison, you would think he's with terrorists, literally. People that really have blown up and committed and killed people. Wow. 76-year-old man still locked up, solitary confinement. Can't write, can't call, can't have actual legal visits without them going through his mail, tampering, taking things out of his mail. Can't, cutting off communication, no visits, no general visits. Can't see his family, his wife, his children, his grandchildren. A 76-year-old man who they say is a escape risk. Escape risk? Right. He's an escape risk? So you're saying your prisons aren't safe. They can people can't escape from a 76 year old man going to escape from supermax prison. Hmm. Well, his his followers they'll say, you know, this cult. They want to call you all kind of names instead of saying the whole word. This culture, this cult. Right. They 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 hate group. They radical. They they they'll come and break them out. And have you ever seen a black group go break anybody out of prison? You have gang members that don't have no regard for authority. They ain't went and broke uh, some of their leaders out. I many names, but you got people that's in supermax in regular prison. When has there been a, a black organization, as they call it, 
committed an escape attempt on anybody that's been in prison. Right. Or from court. If you've seen all the gun armed officials surrounding the court in Brunswick, Georgia, of Dr. York's case, helicopters, people on roofs, what were they? Because they knew how important this one man was. We took him for granted. Because he maybe because he was so easily accessible and so mm. humble and so giving. Maybe we took him for granted mm. and didn't realize what a great man, this great being that we have in our presence and our midst. Right. But for some reason they knew something. They had military out there surrounding the court. That it reminds me of the, of the movie like the Neil. Uh, when Morpheus said, well, if they knew who you were, they wouldn't have let you go. Right. And maybe this is they knew. They said, oh, no, this is the one. So what are we going to do as a people to get involved, to stand up? We have to first want to stand up. We have to want to get involved. We have to want to know. And we have to want to have love for one another and not just see, oh, well, that's not me. Or they're a Christian or they're a Muslim or they're a Jew. Or they, I, I'm, I don't care what they're going through. If, if they come along and tell you to take down the Georgia flag, then they can come. They set the precedence for you to come in there and tell you to take down your red, black, and green flag. That's right. That's right. We don't realize how we are in this together. No one wins racism. racism. Hmm. <laughs> That's one of our things. We're in this together. But until you take on the together mindset, you're going to still look at things as an individual. And we know you're going to always fail as an individual. You might get a nice big house and car and be able to pay your bills but now that's you. Now you're creating, now you become a target because now the one who doesn't have what you have now looks at you and say, well, how can I just get what you have or come take what you have? Right. So our teaching is, I give you everything I have if you share it with me. Then it's no longer my stuff, it's our stuff. There is no us without you. There is no, <laughs> you see, you can't even spell us without you. <laughs> so it takes each of you to get involved and to want to do better, you have to know better. So ask these officials, get involved, find out, get, ask, demand these documents, these cases are sealed to be open, show up, ask questions, pick up his actual books and read and study the documents, see what he was teaching, see if they, he was teaching hate, mm. as they like to say, see if he was racist or is he a scientist Right. and talking about genetics and genes and mutations things that can be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. If not, we'll just waste it and, and, and keep being mistreated and keep being abused. The only remedy we have is to come together in unity. When you look around the world and you see other countries that say, well, we're going to stand for this, they stand in, in unity. The people that, even though the people went to the Capitol, they was there, those people were united in what they was there for. That's right. Some of them might have had different intentions, but they all showed up because it was something that they felt was not right. When are we going to, it's been over 400 years, when are we going to show up that, hey, y'all kidnapped us, beat us, tortured us, made us slaves for 400 years, now that it's in our genes, it's in our genetics to be submissive to authority, now we're finally getting our sense of mind back, and now we don't want your stuff. Can we now be free? Can you now really, since you told us we're free, can we now be free? Because I don't see how letting you go to come back to work for me is being free. That's right. Telling you, if you want to travel over the land, 
that's free, you need to get a pass from me. Mm. And if you don't, you're going to be arrested and thrown in jail. That doesn't sound like a free option. That sounds like one of those, I uh, gave him a choice he couldn't refuse. Right. Or I uh, gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. So if you're under duress, everything you're doing, which creates stress, which creates health problems, which, which leads to your early death, then are we not being murdered? Are we not being killed? Regardless of how slow or how fast it is, we are being killed as a people. Listen, brother, I know you got to go. Um, I had you on for an hour. Very, very much appreciate uh, you, you, you giving us some time, giving us some knowledge, some right knowledge and some right wisdom. I appreciate everything that you've done thus far in efforts for the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York. And uh, I definitely would like to, uh, you know, have you back on, maybe go into uh, even more depth, you know, with uh, some of the aspects, because there's so many different aspects of the uh, case of Dr. Malachi Z. York. And to tap into a lot of the things that you were saying about his great works, you know, as you know, one of the things that we uh, took may have took advantage of, um, we should not drop, you know, that, that, that intensity that we once had, you know, uh, just because things happened the way it happened with the land, the 476 acres, the people are actually what make, you know, that, that force field on the land, not the land on the people. So that's right. We should definitely be in tune with each other, no matter where we are or, um, you know, what we find interest in. We should always, uh, you know, go back to the nucleus, the source, the core of it all is the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York. And we definitely all need to, you know, be mindful that um, if there is any, you know, a, a division in our you know, subconscious mind and our conscious mind. That's what meditation is for. Um, if you need prayer, that would, what prayer would be need, be needed for to get yourself aligned so that we can get back to what matters most to focus on the freedom of the, the, the core of it all, the master teacher. So uh, again, brother Mario, thank you so much, bro, for, for, uh, you know, opening up in this moment, we got knocked off about five times, man, which is, which is a, you know, which 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 let me know that there was going to be some some fire, you know, uh, and sure enough, there was some fire, and I'm sure the listeners could agree. Um, I definitely want to bring you back on, man. Um, I do see you on social media, so I'll be, um you know, sending you some info. Matter of fact, don't hang up. Just hold on one, one second. Okay. One second. Don't hang up. WNT nine talk radio. Once again, we want to thank brother Mario, brother Mario, Jessup of the Sabian nation for hanging out with us for a bit and giving us some, serious input from the legal assistant aspect of the case of Dr. Malachi Z. York. Y'all stay tuned. We will return with another segment regarding the great, the honorable, the master, 
Dr. Malachi Z. York. For now, we out. Peace.